not a, you're not a trash bag yet. We're fucking trash bags. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How long has it been? A few weeks. A few weeks. couple weeks. Since take a sabbatical. Yeah. A lot has happened. I mean, a decent amount's happened, yeah. A break was necessary. A mental refresh. It was inevitable is what it was. Well, it's holiday season and... Nobody would have been listening on their time off. Yeah. Not that there's many people listening anyways. I, I am... Uh... I'm excited to see where we decide to take this. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see, I guess. It's all, either all in or this. I can't I can't wait to see what posts you do. What posts I do? Yeah, what do you mean? You're going to start you're going to take over the Instagram page. Oh my god. Talk about You thought we had no uh no traffic before. We definitely won't after I get done with it. I'll just tank that motherfucker. It's already tanked. I don't think it get much worse. No, but um, originally we started the podcast because it, well, one, we always had great conversations together between the two of us, but it was also kind of like um, in honor of Mario or in tribute to Mario. So what better day to get back to it than on the anniversary of his passing. Mm -hmm. So today's two years since he passed. Although for me, like I, I understand that his time of death fell on January 3rd, but to me, I feel like it was January 2nd. To mm -hmm. me, January 2nd is the day my life changed. Last like, day you like talk to him. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't even really talk to him because he left when I was sleeping. We tried. You, you've well documented. He tried to. He tried. Yeah, but I was like tired. I was like, oh, babe, okay. I'm tired. You went. You slept all day yesterday. And you went to bed early. I went to bed late. Yeah. And he was he was rubbing my my leg. He goes, but doesn't this feel good? I said, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So. One thing that fucking, okay, so last night around 11 o'clock, that's when all of a sudden shit just hit me. I laid in bed and um, fucking Brian's arm was under my pillow and I was like, not to be mean. And I said, no, never mind, never mind. Because originally when I got into bed, I was going to just sit on my phone and I was going to watch things. And then I, I, when I actually got into bed, I was like, no, fuck it, I'll just go to sleep. But had I stayed awake, his arm being underneath my pillow would have been hell of uncomfortable. So I, I was going to say, not to be mean, but can you move your arm? Mm. But then I decided, okay, no, I'm just going to go to sleep. So I said, not to be mean. And he's like, no, never mind. He goes, you can't say that. You can't say not no, to be mean. Yeah, no, never you mind. Have to, you have to. And I was like, no, I was just going to say, like, I was going to stay awake. And if you could just move your arm so that I could lay on the pillow comfortably. I said, but I'm just going to go to sleep. He's like, no, I'll move my arm. And I was like, no, I'll just go to sleep. I'm just going to go to sleep. And I, like, repeated that, like, three times. And I just started bawling, like, hyperventilating and bawling. And I don't even know, I don't know what in that triggered it. 
But I just started fucking crying. And then I think what, like, kept it going, though, is I could hear my kids outside talking to my mom. And I was like, fuck, like, two years ago at this time, I left my kids with other people. And I was dealing with everything in the hospital. Yeah. And so then like the mom guilt started kicking in. It's like, I left them now. I left them then and I'm leaving them now. Like, I don't know if they're having a hard time with what tomorrow is. I don't know how they're taking things. I didn't even ask. And I just said, I'm going to bed. Good night. And so mom guilt starts kicking in. And I start thinking about how like the kids weren't able to see Mario in the hospital um, they wouldn't allow the kids in, which in you, a way did you want them to sometimes I feel like they got cheated out of saying goodbye. But also I know for me, and I don't know if anybody knows this, but I was with, I was with him for 21 years. The things I think about daily, multiple times a day are the things that happened in the hospital. Yeah. Every day since that day, images flash through my head and situations come up and I think about things that were said and things that I did and I replay it over and over and over and over again in my head every day. Mm. So I'm glad the kids didn't see it because I don't want that to be what they remember. Yeah, sure. Um, but then on the flip side of it, they didn't get to say goodbye. So, I don't know. And then, like, um, he he was in the hospital for, like, 18 hours on life support. And the whole time, and I've, I've mentioned this on here before, but the whole time, uh, everyone that, I never said it, but everybody that would go in and, and visit, they were like, you know, you're strong, you're a warrior, you got to pull through this. People are in the parking lot waiting for you. Your kids need you. Jessica needs you. Like everybody, the, the whole 18 hours, like you got to pull through. Mm. You, you're strong. You got this. And then at the very end, I'm standing at his bedside with his parents. We're standing all on the same side of the bed. And I was like, it's okay. You could go. Yeah. And like, I gave him permission to leave. And within minutes, he passed away. So it's like all night he was in and out. Well, not in, I can't say in and out, but like um, he was fighting all night and I say it and within minutes he passed away. So I felt like a lot of guilt, <laughs> like fuck. Yeah. But then um, I talked to a medium and recently his mom and his sister talked to a medium and the medium was like, you know, he heard everything that was being said to him. And oddly, it kind of, it like gave me a sense of comfort. Like, okay, that's what he needed. He needed to hear it. Because um, yeah, didn't the immediate, the one you talked to say that? He thanked me for picking up the pieces. Well, but he was like fighting between, I don't know, I can't remember. That was so long ago you did yours. Was she was saying, so in mine, she was talking about how he was there but he wasn't really there 
which is true. He was there, but he wasn't there. And then their medium was talking about how um, his soul was going in and out of his body. So when he would be in there, like he would hear what he, what we were saying. Mm. So, and then she, one of the mediums had told Gavin that like he knew it was his time and he was okay with it. And, um, in order for him to like, basically in order for him to finish his job, he needed to do this. Which is, you know, it kind of sucks. Yeah, it does. I think one of my biggest questions has always been because everything happened so fast. Like, did he, did he know he was dying? And was he scared? Like, I'd probably venture to say no. Right. I don't know. I mean, like, even if in a spiritual sense, like his soul, like, Oh, gotcha. And I remember, so, um, when, He was in the emergency room. He had gone without a heartbeat for 40 minutes. They finally got his heartbeat back and they're like, okay, we're going to go do an angiogram to see if he had a heart attack or if there's anything wrong with his heart. And that's what's going on. Cause again, we didn't know what was happening. So when he was in surgery, having this done, I remember thinking like, man, when he pulls through this, I'm going to ask him, what is it like? What did you see? Uh, what did you see? Who did you talk to? What did you feel? And I like I thought we would have that conversation. Yeah. Well, I fully remember being in the parking lot thinking the same thing. Like, man, it's going to be crazy. Talk about, like, dude, you fucking died for a second there. Yeah. We're having a full-on conversation, and he's going to laugh about it and be like, yeah, I know. And he was like the biggest prankster. So it was like, this would be something he'd prank us about. Like, <laughs> we would laugh. Yeah, we're going to laugh about this and everything's going to be fine. But then um, they had told me that when he would get done with surgery, that they would call me to go to his room. And so when you're in the waiting room the, for the surgeries, it will tell you like the patient name, what room they're in and the status of things. And it had said that they were finished and nobody called, nobody called. And surgery for what? Though? When they did the angiogram, so oh. that's considered surgery. Oh, okay. Um, and so nobody called, and I find oh, and then what happened was his surgeon came out, and he came and talked to me, and he was like, his heart is perfectly healthy, like everything's fine with his heart. And, and then he was like, um, they're going to move him to ICU. And then when he's there, they'll call you. So I'm st- here I am like, okay, cool. He didn't have a heart attack. His heart's fine. Everything's going to be fine. And still nobody's called me. Nobody's called me. And then after a while, I finally called. Um, the only phone number I had was to the emergency department. So I called the emergency, er, emergency department. And I was like, my husband was there. They transferred him to the cath lab. Like, can I get the status update? Then they transferred me to the ICU doctor. And the ICU doctor was like, you need to get here right now. And anybody that wants to see him, they need to come and see him. And it was just like, fuck. Yeah, because that was like, uh, I mean, that wasn't the height of COVID, but that was during COVID. Yeah, 
It was towards the end, like the tail end of it. Yeah. So like everybody was just outside the whole time. And that's what I was thinking about when you were in there. I was like, she's legit like in there by herself dealing with this shit. Yeah. Talk about really fucking. I was saying time had to move so slow. It did. And so when I was in the emergency room for the first part while they were trying to get his heartbeat back, they allowed my mom to be with me. And at first they were, everyone was like, no, it's going to be just you. It's going to be just you. And somehow I got to the hospital before the ambulance did. And so I'm sitting outside of the ambulance. We all did. I thought, oh, no, no. You guys got there. Yeah, I got there after. Um, So the ambulance, and I don't, that's the thing that I don't understand is like, why, why did it take them so long? How did I manage to get to the hospital before them? And I got there way before them. I was waiting for at least 15 minutes before they got there. And um, you left right when you got the call, though. I left when the ambulance was finally taking him. I was on the phone with my father-in-law the whole time that they were trying to get. So when I was on the phone with my father-in-law, I did not know that he didn't have a pulse. I know that I know the situation. I know he collapsed. Um, I heard him take his last three breaths over the phone. You heard it? I heard it. Um, it was like he was gasping for air. It was three big gasps of air. And then I heard the person that was doing CPR and that called the ambulance was uh, an off-duty EMT. Mm. Thank God he was there. We, I can't imagine my father-in-law having to do this all on his own. So my father-in-law is talking to me on the phone. The EMT is with Mario, called 911. And so I hear Mario take his last three breaths. And it was so loud. It was like as if my father-in-law had the phone to Mario's face, uh, which I'm sure he wasn't because... Yeah, he's on the phone with you. Yeah. Um, and then I hear the EMT say... I'm about to, I'm going to administer CPR. He stopped breathing. And so for the longest time I'm on the phone and there's no ambulance, no fire trucks. And then so many minutes go by and finally the fire trucks come up, come, but there's still no ambulance. And then finally the ambulance comes and it takes him forever to get him into the ambulance. So I was on the phone with my father-in-law for a very, very, very long time. Um, So when the ambulance and fire truck finally left, that's when I left. Um, Actually, it was maybe like five minutes after because I got off the phone and (laughs) I looked like shit. I had just woken up and I looked like shit and I was like, I'm going to have to deal with people. I'm going to at least put my eyebrows on. <laughs> so <laughs> I filled my eyebrows in, threw on shoes, and we were out the door. Um, anyways, so when he gets to the hospital, when they get to get him to the hospital, they will him out and they rush him into the ER. And then a nurse comes out and she's like, come with me. And I said, can my mom come too? She's like, yes. She rushes us rushes us into the ER but takes us into like a 
conference room. We're not even like, we're not with him. We're not Mm. anywhere near patients. I'm in this conference room and I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. And then the ER doctor comes rushing in and he was like, listen, he has been without a heartbeat for 40 minutes and I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. But usually in situations like this, it doesn't end well. I'm going to do everything I can, but just know normally these things don't end well. Just fucking well, I mean, yeah, matter well, of fact. Yeah, but what, would you, what would you have him do? I don't know. Did you want him to be like, not say that and just be like, I'm going to do everything I can? Uh, yeah. Tell me. Okay. He's gone without a heartbeat for 40 minutes. I'm doing everything I can to bring. But tell me that. Okay. Yeah. You don't need to tell me. Usually this doesn't yeah. end very well. Uh, but I wonder if it's like. So they don't have a guilty conscience of like. But he didn't give me hope. Yeah. Kind of thing. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Um, And then when it came to like the surgery in the waiting room, only I was allowed. And then um, at first in the ICU room, the only, they were only allowing two people and it was me and his mom. And then they started including other people. And then. Once he passed away, the security guard, one of the ladies at the front desk told the security guards, just let, just let them in. Their son-in-law just passed away and leaving, leaving there was the hardest fucking thing. It didn't help that it was like so far from the exit. Like you had to walk outside and into a different building to get to where his room was. Uh, so many, so much of that day replays through my mind every day. There's not a day that goes by that I, there's not something from, from that day that, day that pops into my head. So hmm. last night it was the fact that Around that time, two years ago, I walked into the parking lot and I saw the kids playing with their cousins, completely oblivious of what was about to happen. Oh, yeah, that I was there for that. That that broke my heart hearing what one of them said. Just like, oh, when's my dad get to come home? Yeah. Like, oh. Well, because it was like, obviously didn't know. Only knew what we were getting told, but didn't seem... You obviously try to stay optimistic, but it was like, okay, like, what does that mean? Like, what's like best case scenario? Yeah. You don't really know, but. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. Now everybody heard that. Brian came, <laughs> Brian came in and got fucking sweets. Thank you. Um. Yeah, so. So today. Today, went to the pier with Shannon and all the kids. And my sister-in-law ended up going. Neither of us knew either of us were going to be there. Um, and then I took them, I took the kids to lunch. And we've just been chilling. And then you came over. <laughs> And you're like, we got to record. Yeah. 
But you've been having anxiety pretty bad. So Yeah, I wonder what it I wonder if it's because of like the time of year and what it represents and it being very close after like uh my grandfather passed away, you know? Yeah, you've had this your holiday season is never gonna be the same because no, you've had two Yeah. Which kind of blows, but so I think in the back of my head, I'm like, I wonder if that's why I'm having such bad anxiety, like the past like couple of weeks. Probably. I don't really deal with shit up front. I'm just like, no, we're just gonna be tough and just not swallow cry. it. Yeah, basically. Not think about it. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I will never, ever, ever, ever forget though. Like, it was December 30th. This is how weird I am. Okay. okay. It was December 30th, 2021. Mm-hmm. And I'm in my living room and I randomly had the thought of why can't people just wait until after the holidays to die? Jesus. And you remember that thought, that specific thought. And little did I know when I had that thought that that would be my reality. Yeah. Literally fucking the day Three after. days later. Well, no, I mean, the, just mean the day after the holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. It was like God heard it and was like, all right. Okay, we'll wait a couple we'll, days. We'll wait until after the holidays, but then that's it. Yeah. Every time I think about the whole, the Chris, not Christmas, um, New Year's Eve night when you're like, apparently I called him like five, four times. But dialed him like four times. I have his phone. You want to see the call log? Nope. I Fuck, I felt like a dick. Did I tell you I had turned his phone on like a couple months ago, maybe? I turned it on and I accidentally called his dad. Oh, what the fuck, dude? I don't know how I did it. I fucking panicked and I like hung up. I hung up really fast and like it wasn't hanging up and I I pressed the button again, but then it like his phone was going so slow that it hung up and then called him again and I was just like, "Oh my fucking god." Dude. You mad. And then you? and then his dad called the phone back and I was just like, "I feel like the biggest dick in the world." Did you answer it? I didn't answer it cuz I didn't know what to do, so I sent him a text message from my phone and I was like, "I am so sorry. I turned his phone on." And somehow I accidentally called you. I don't know. I don't know how. And he was like, it's okay. It's fine. He's very calm, man. It was was a nice surprise. And I was like, I just feel, I felt like shit. My heart would have dropped if I was him. Yeah. I can only imagine. I like hung up. I threw the phone down and I walked out into the kitchen and I was like, mom, I'm a fucking asshole. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Well, it's not hilarious, but yeah, I I don't know. I don't know how many times I called him, but we talked about it. Yeah. I called a couple times, but I had zero, um, zero calls to him on my end. Which is weird because when you guys said it, I checked my phone. I was like, I haven't called you one single time. Yep. So, I 
have realized, because another thing that made me sad last night was Gavin, I had asked him what he would want to do for today. I said, we could do anything that you love to do with your dad, which, fuck, I just remembered I was supposed to do one more thing today, and I didn't do it. Anyways, um, I was like, we could do whatever you loved. Anything that you enjoyed doing with your dad. And he was like, I honestly don't remember anything. He was like, I can't think of anything. Because I remember driving with him, but I can't tell you what the destinations were. I don't remember what he liked to eat. And I, like, that broke me for so many reasons. Like, That's because you feared. You kind of feared that, that they'd forget everything. Yeah. And then, so I'm sitting here and I'm like, fuck, like, I don't talk about him a lot. And I feel like because I don't talk about it or when people do bring Mario up to me, I don't ever keep the conversation going that I've fucked it up for my kids. Like since I don't talk about him and nobody really talks about him or like in terms of, I don't know. People will mention little things here and there. But if it still feels kind of like, Oh, don't bring it up. Right. And that's what I'm saying. But I think I'm the one that has set that tone for everyone. I don't know if you set that tone. I think it's, I think if anybody uh, was in your situation, everybody around them would be cognizant of like, okay, they probably deal with this and think about it enough. There's no need for me to like bring it up. You know? Yeah. So I just felt like, fuck, I failed them. I failed them and I failed him because he doesn't deserve to be forgotten about by his children. I understand that it all happened when they were young and things are going to get lost over the years. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, doesn't have to be. Like, if you just keep it like a celebration of life, this, well, I don't know about today or whatever, but like his birthday and everything. Yeah. I don't know. What is it, what, what's the right way to navigate it? Like, I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? I think I'm doing it right. And then I look back and I'm like, fuck. I could have done a lot better. Yeah, but it's like, okay. All right, well, then when your next husband, like, what what do you mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no way for you to know, like, all right, this is what I'm supposed to do to keep the memory, you know? Like, everybody everybody does it differently. Like, it was a trip. Like, I didn't even... It's so weird, like, on dating apps or whatever. But, like, I had been put in, thrust into, like, the same situation as Brian for a second, right? Uh-huh. And then matched with a chick who, like, very clearly had children and her husband passed away. And, like, I scrolled through one picture and it was, like, I don't even know why she had this on there. Well, her Instagram was linked. And it was, like, his tombstone. But with her name on it, too. I'm, like, oh, yeah, oh. I would never be, like. And I didn't think about that. Like, what do you do in situations so like, like that? So, like, this put me in a... It wasn't a weird spot because we weren't really talking. We had talked a little bit. But, like, definitely, like, his tombstone. Yeah. With his date of birth and date of death. And then her name under it with her date of birth. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, we get married? I'm fucking... You're by yourself. I'm by myself? I didn't even thought about that. I have never thought about that because I've always known that I wanted to be cremated and I don't want to be put into a wall 
Unless my kids decide that that's what they want. So when I'm cremated, I want my children to decide what they do with my ashes. If they want to split it, if they want to keep it, if they want to plant me with a tree, if they want to just fucking toss me out to sea. Yeah, I don't know. I want them to. I try not to think about that because I'm not going to be here to make those decisions. So whatever, dude. I've always been very, very open about it, and I would tell Mario all the time, and I would always ask him, like, what do you want? And he would never, we, he would never talk about it. He would never tell me what his decision was. My thing for me is, one, I'm scared of the dark, I'm claustrophobic, and I hate spiders. Do not put me in a fucking box Yeah, but you're not going to fucking, oh, I'm going to have a fucking panic attack. Holy shit. Also, I don't want to be forgotten about. I can't tell you. No, I can tell you when the last time I went to Papa's gravesite was. It was right before Thanksgiving, the year after he passed away. Do you feel bad about that? No, because I don't think that's where he is. Right. So I wouldn't go there to feel connected to him because I don't think he's there. Sure. I've actually heard from a lot of mediums that cemeteries are the emptiest places. No soul wants to be trapped there. Well, my grandfather's funeral, they said that the day Jesus comes back, it would be the liveliest place in the world. So what happens to all the people that were cremated? Well, you made your decision. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I have no fucking idea. So... Catholics don't really believe in cremation, but when you do, if you do get cremated, they say you have to keep all of your ashes together. You're not supposed to separate them. And being that Mario, his services were through a Catholic uh, funeral home, Mm -hmm. uh, I had no choice but to keep his ashes in one urn. I don't know. That shit really freaks me the fuck out. I'll tell you that. You never get that feeling where it's just like. The way I describe it is when I think about death and I get deep into it where I can like. Really acknowledge the fact because I can't do it right now because we're talking about it. But if I'm by myself and I think about it, I can get to a point where I feel like a I've never I've. You know, you hear people say, like, this is just the, the like, husk, the thing that makes you, what do you call it, is, mm-hmm. like, your soul, right? I've never felt that more than when I think about death. I feel hollow. Like, I lose all, uh, it's the weirdest feeling in the world. I know your brother knows what it feels like, because we've talked about it. It's legit the weirdest feeling ever. I wouldn't wish that feeling upon anybody. That's worse than panic. Because mm-hmm. it's panic mixed with like a disassociation from your body. Like you yeah, don't I'm not f- fucking real. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's another one. The I'm not real thing. Oh boy. Boy. Oh boy. Do you feel like in those moments you're cracking the code of the simulation? Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I figured it out. They're going to kill me. And that's why you're panicking. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't fucking <laughs> know, dude. Sometimes I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? But it's so, I mean, it's hell. It it's dumb as fuck to think about because you're not you're not gonna know. Exactly. Gavin asked me about it the other day. Like, 
do you ever think about it or, or what do you think if this was assimilation what would you think and i was like i don't fucking care i wouldn't know yeah you wouldn't know i wouldn't know if it is cool if it's not i don't give a fuck like it is what it is. My my days goes how it goes, regardless. Yeah. Me and Mason talk about it. He's like, if you go before me, or I go before you, you have to let me know what happens. <laughs> All right, I'll try my best. I said, what if you don't hear anything from me? He goes, I'm gonna freak out. <laughs> I said, yeah, okay. What are you I said, or maybe I would do it on purpose so you would freak out. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of a weird fucking thing to think about. I am not afraid of dying. I am 100% afraid of it. I'm not afraid of dying. I I'm just afraid of what would happen to my children. I'm very, I'm afraid of dying with them still being children. Oh. Like young. So once they're 18, you're like, fuck it, I'm good. I'll check it no, out. No, but once they're adults and they could take care of themselves, it, it's less on them, you know? Yeah. Um, once they have families you of their own. You can die now. We'll take care of them. Shut the fuck Off up. Off yourself. Go ahead. No. Brian, um, and Brian's I'm also. Like, I just got I'm, here. And <laughs> I'm so, I am, I've never been this happy. I'm terrified of getting like a terminal illness. That scares the fuck out of me. Because oh. then I have to live the rest of my life knowing I'm about to die. Yeah. The one that will freak you out. Well, I don't even want to talk about it. I'm not even talking about that. I don't even want to put that in out there. We talked about it yesterday or earlier today. Or was it yesterday? I said I muscle spasms. Oh yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Boy, becoming a vegetable. Woo! That'll fuck with you a little bit, huh? Mm-hmm. That's why, like, you know, it's crazy. Uh, you don't. You don't really think about it, right? You never really think about. It. I don't think many people do. You never really think about like how like blessed you are, but like sometimes you'll see somebody out in and it's so fucked that it takes seeing somebody out in public who does have something going on. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously you don't know their struggle or what their life is, but it's not. And I think it's so sad for that. Like, obviously I don't know what their life's like. I can't tell you whether they're happy or not, but I'm like, Fucking. So, the only way I, I think a lot of people that are in situations like that, though, they are extremely grateful for the littlest things in life. I'm sure they yeah. have like anger and bitterness towards the fact of their situation, but overall, they could look at the grand picture and and still find happiness in in the small things. I remember when. I went through the abortion and I was like in this super dark space. Mario kept telling me, you can't focus on what you don't have. You need to focus on what you do yeah, have. Yeah, absolutely. You need to remember what you do have. You have two children. You have two kids that love you and that need you. And while you're in that deep yeah, darkness, I'm like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> That's like... I, I I know I have them. I'm thankful I, I have them. I'm happy I have them. But that doesn't take away from the fact that I am fucking dying on the inside. Like, I don't know. But I finally, like, finally realized 
what he was the message he was trying to get across and so then when he passed I think definitely that abortion and me going through that helped a lot with me dealing with his loss or losing him I should say um Brian we said to not talk (laughs) I'm I'm just kidding uh no I think it it like prepared me in a sense to some extent, yeah, I'm sure it did. I don't know. Anyways, I don't want to talk about that anymore. Have you tried one of these? Do you like Reese's peanut butter cups? Yeah, I do. But I'm not gonna do eat you like caramel? Oh no, no, thank you. I do like caramel, but, but I'm just like, take a bite. No, just take a bite. <laughs> no, please for me. <laughs> I've had a rough day, and it would make me happy to oh, see God. your reaction to this. What is this? This is a Reese's caramel big cup, and it's the best thing on earth. So it, it has- it's a bit much. That's why I can't eat that one too. A bit much, it, it, like your son. So it's, it's peanut butter and caramel. This is gonna be bad. It's definitely a lot. <laughs> it's delicious though. I mean, if I. You kind of can't go wrong with Reese's at all. It's, it's good. good. You want the rest? No. If I eat the rest of that, I feel like I'd be in a coma, a diabetic coma. I feel like my tooth's about to fall out. <laughs> that thing was sweet. <laughs> it was really good. Okay. Anyways, we're going to lighten the mood a little bit. Okay. And and maybe maybe we're lightening the mood. Earlier, you had made a comment about a girl can't be that mad if she's willing to have sex with you. Like, if you get into a fight, oh, yeah, yeah, if you get into yeah. a fight with a girl and she decides to have sex with you, that she can't be that mad. Or, like, things are fine now, right? Well, should and I tell the story? No. no. Okay. Eric, this is your story. <laughs> so, and I said that you can 100% have sex and still be mad. I don't think, well, okay. So then after you have sex, though, are you guys good? No. So you're still fighting after? Maybe you're you're not fighting, but you, the woman, if you're mad, like you still act a type of way. I've never been in a situation where like I've had somebody be mad at me or a girlfriend be mad at me. And then we have sex and she's like, I'm still fucking, I don't want to talk to you. Ne- like never never no if we if i've if a woman is mad at me or my girlfriend granted this hasn't happened in i was gonna say you haven't really been in seven years or whatever um and we then have sex after at least from my experience like we're good now no i mean right. may, maybe maybe in those situations the Dude, I would sometimes I think I would start I think I would just start fights to have makeup sex. I mean I was very young, but I don't I'm not of the opinion because if I'm mad at you and I fucking hate you, well, I guess I could I could stop sex with you, but Because you have a need that needs to be fulfilled. It's not Alright, first not, of all, that's getting fucking very it's not like I've it's not like I haven't eaten for ten days and now like you know what I mean? Like it's like it's not that much of a need. You, you have you have built up 
aggression and built up frustration and you want to get it out. Okay, And fine. instead of punching them, you're like, all right. All right, fuck me. <laughs> Let's what? get this out. Instead of me punching you in the face, <laughs> put your dick inside of me. <laughs> what? And then be mad after? Like, thanks for making me come, but I'm mad at you. It's <laughs> <laughs> not resolved. Like I said, it is in that moment, if... Depending on what is going on. Like, I don't feel as though if you're mad, like, if you're mad, like, you, I don't know. I just feel like when the whole lead up, because for me, sex is a whole, it's a whole thing. It's a whole song and dance, right? Okay. We're going to make it out a little four, then we'll have sex. You know, unless we're out somewhere and we just got to get it in real quick, then whatever. It's not like that. But if we're like actively like making out passionately or whatever the fuck there's you can't be mad at me in that moment there's no fucking way you are okay so because then you won't enjoy it like your mind's so fucked you're like i'm mad at him but this feels real good right now <laughs> like you're like what no no okay so sorry brian not too long ago brian and i were fighting about something i don't remember what we were fighting about but we were fighting about something and we had sex <laughs> and I, but it wasn't a serious fight, though. Uh, a lot of uh, the topics of which we fight are never anything. We should never be fighting about it. Well, yeah, just, uh, he makes stupid fucking faces <laughs> that intensifies everything. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, and I think no, it, it went it, like we went from like talking to like not because we were just in in bed. We weren't, we weren't talking. And then we just started having, I don't remember what the lead up was, but I can tell you that it was not a long lead up. And then during it, I didn't kiss him. Normally I'll kiss him. I didn't kiss him because I was like, you're, I have something that needs to get fulfilled. I'm not like, I'm not good with you. I'm good with that, but not you right now. (laughs) And we did the deed, finished, got what I needed out of it. And then I didn't really talk to him after So well, it doesn't, know. it doesn't, I'm fi- a, it doesn't fix this. It, it's not saying, okay, I forgive you and I forget everything no, that happened. I'm not saying that you're like, all right, our problems are solved after you have said, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is you cannot, the level of which you were mad prior to having sex and then after are not equal. There's no, they, they physically cannot be. You can't be like on a scale of one to 10, I'm an eight right now in terms of how mad I am at you. If you then have sex, you are no longer. I think we went back to fighting later (laughs) on. Well, that's on you then. You just wanted to fight. No, no. I'm just saying that's my opinion of it. You were no longer at an eight. You might have been at a six, but you weren't at a fucking eight anymore. Maybe knocked down a a point, but. Right. Oh. I don't know. I mean, I guess fighting. I don't know. I've. I just think fighting in relationships is stupid as fuck in general. Then why do you fight with all the women you talk to? Because they're dumb as fuck. (laughs) They're some dumb people. No, they're not all dumb. But, um, well, because they were fucking cheating on me. That's worthy of fighting. Yeah. There's one specific time. I don't even know why I think about this. It's like 
nine, ten years ago. And I think about this one specific, this is the one specific time I think about of above all other sexual encounters, one time, one singular time that I remember having sex. It's not obviously not my ex-girlfriend, my ex-ex-girlfriend, mm-hmm. obviously now. I think she was like, we had broken up and she was like, I don't know why. You're going to know, right when I say it, you're going to know why. It's kind of memorable for me, obviously, because I I think about it. But uh, we were fighting because she had been, we had broken up or whatever. But I guess she was like talking to some other guy or whatever. And she had a room where she had a door that opened up to the living room and a door that opened up to... The living, not the living room, the living room and the hallway. She mm-hmm. had doors on both sides of her room. Mm-hmm. Room was like smack dead in the middle of the house. So it was always like a really like tough time to have sex in that room because anybody could walk anybody in. could walk in from any fucking area. And I I don't remember I don't remember if anybody was home or not. But I I don't even know why this is the most memorable I've ever because it wasn't the best it was just the whole view of it I just we were I we may have been fighting and then started making out and I didn't bother taking her she was wearing like pajama pants mm-hmm. and really bother taking them off I just pulled them down to her knees <laughs> and it is the most memorable sex I've ever had in my life and it was, I mean, it was amazing that's interesting and because her her I was off the bed. She was on the edge of the yeah, bed. Yeah, I get it. Most memorable sex of my life. Was I that the still... first time you ever did, you've ever done no, that? No, 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 no. But, it, well, definitely not the first. Do you mean that position or just... The, the, just pain. not taking her clothes off. No, 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 no. I would... No, definitely not. Uh, but th- for some reason, that one is, like, burned in my... Br- I could tell you... I could tell you what color the fucking PJs were. Like, there was print on... I, everything about it. I don't even know why. Mm-hmm. And I think about it more often than I care. Like, I don't think about it all the time, but every now and again, I'll think about it. I'm like, oh man, that was so. It was, I remember the views of everything. <laughs> I don't even know why. It's the weirdest shit because we were not together at the time. And we were probably fighting when we, when we did have sex. But other than that, did oh. anybody ever catch you? Having sex? Yeah. Um, <laughs> when I was, uh, well, I think I've real, like, you know when, like, you play it off really well, so, like, you're like, oh, they didn't know we were having sex, but they, everybody, they clearly they knew. Yeah, so I'm sure both my, or at least my dad, for sure, I think. And I remember one time, I think we were in, this was when I was like 19 years old. I was in like Tahoe or something like that with my ex's family. And we were, we were having sex and every one of her cousins walked in the room and I was like, oh, thankfully we were like laying on our sides. That used to be my mood. Like, back in the day, that was my favorite shit of all time. I found that out, and I was like, we're doing this every time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but and we stopped, and I was, like, still... Like, I stopped, but I was still in there. 
while we were conversating, and I was just like, <laughs> the best thing I've ever done in my life. I'm pretty sure. I'm like ninety percent sure it's a super. No, maybe not. Maybe not. I was gonna say I had sex in my pa- I had sex in the back of my parents' car while they were in the car and we were driving to Disneyland. What the fuck? How do you do that? Very, very quietly. How the fuck do you do that? Same position. I Where was your brother? In the back seat. So we were in the middle row. So we had a Tahoe. We had a Tahoe. So at the very least, at the very least, we were like, I was fingering her and she was touching my dick. At the very least. But I'm like 90% sure we had sex. Not to like completion or anything. You're very, like, yeah, I suck it in once. <laughs> no, 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 no. My parents were obviously in the front seat. We were in the middle seat. It was like a bench seat, obviously. And then my brother was in the back seat. He may have been sleeping. And your parents weren't like, why are you guys laying down? No. No. That's weird. But definitely did. I'm I'm 90% sure that happened. Unless I'm just making shit up at this point. But I'm fairly fucking certain that happened. Like I said, at the very least, like we were fucking around. That's savage. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any other good ones. I don't think so. Getting caught, no. Never like fully like in the act. Jacking off, yeah. <laughs> By my brother. Is I don't think it's as awkward. No well what I what was said was awkward. <laughs> said. So I was in the so in our house we have like uh, you've you've seen. I'm sure everybody's seen them at some point in their life. You know, like when and you go to lock a door. There on the side, there's like a pin you could press in that mm-hmm. locks the door. We have those locks, and but in order to unlock them, all you need is get a pin on the other side and push, push the hole, in, yeah. right? So he knows I'm in the fucking shower. Well, the shower's on. I'm fucking jacking off, <laughs> straight full jacket. I don't know to what because I don't remember having. A, I don't know what it was to. And he pops the door open and I hear him pop the door open and I'm si- the shower's running and I'm sitting on the toilet on a towel because I don't want my cheeks to be cold. <laughs> <laughs> and I like turn over real quick. I'm like, whoa there, big guy. <laughs> That's what I said to him. That's what I said to him. But which is also like, how gay of you? Like, you know, I'm in the shower. Why are you popping that motherfucker open to see what's you going on? You weren't really in the shower. Uh, he probably did. But yeah. How old were you? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Eighteen, nineteen. I don't know. Somewhere around there. I wasn't like super old or anything. And then I didn't get caught jacking off, but like I was on. Dude, this is so fucking funny. Like how young. When I you would use the internet when like my parents wouldn't be home, I remember I specifically remember this. Like specifically remember this. I would go on the computer and I would just type in big boobs. 
and like bigboobs.com would pop up and it would just be all these fucking Asian big boobs, Mexican big boobs, <laughs> white big, like, and you can click from all these categories. Uh, but I got fucking crazy one time and I was like, and it wasn't videos, it was just pictures. And I was like, I'm printing this. <laughs> I still remember it was some Asian chick. <clears throat> and I printed it. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. But the fucking computer froze. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck. So I just turned the computer off, took the picture, still vividly remember what I did with that picture. <laughs> Finished on it. That's gross. But yeah, every guy's done that. <sighs> Threw it away, went, left. I was driving at the time, so I was like 16, 17 years old, probably. Probably something like that. And then I come home and I was like, what's this? And it was, so I guess he turned the computer on and when he turned it on, it reprinted the picture. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude, that was embarrassing, dude. Yeah, that was good. That was good. That's hilarious. Good times. I have no stories to share like that. <clears throat> no, you're, yeah. And your brother used to have a, um, oh, dude, I used to fucking jack my dick here all the time. Ew. I know. It's crazy, right? That's gross. Well, we were young. So fucking disrespectful. Well, fucking your brother was like, hey, I got to fucking, and it was so weird because like, I don't know how you two never found it because we couldn't have been older than 14, 15 years old. Never found what? I I still your remember. flashlight. No, 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 I still remember the colors and everything of this magazine. Your brother had a magazine, and the pictures couldn't have been any bigger than like that. And it was a magazine, and it was just like all these like still shots of like like Latin chicks fucking with big ass. Like I, it was yellow page. I still remember this like vividly. And he, where he hid it was in the upstairs bathroom on the, you know, like the, the bottom cabinets. Uh-huh. He tuck it all the way in the back. Like, but it was in the bathroom. Like, and there was stuff down there that people would like need to like clean and stuff. And he just hid it there. Uh, it was, I like can vividly remember what one chick looked like. Never seen this magazine. Yeah, you've he never must, seen. He maybe like only put it there when you were coming over. Maybe because I would clean under those because the sinks would leak, and so I'd have to clear everything maybe, out and dry know. it. I'll and ask him about. It. I've never, I've never actually, I haven't asked him about that. Okay, I will. T- <laughs> I was, I was sorry. Oh God. So it always gets awkward when you tell stories. I'm sure it does. Yeah. So I'm gonna be very. Well, Brian was Brian, like about to Brian's fall. like cringing. Brian right was now. about to fall asleep, and he's like, "I can't wait to hear this. He's gonna be rock hard at the end of this story." No, he's not gonna okay, like hearing go this story. Go ahead. Uh, Somehow it always ends up about sex with you. Anyways, so I think this was no we we. Definitely had kids because Samantha was here visiting. So Mason was in the pirate room and we were in the other two rooms, me, Mario, and then the kids. This was not long ago. This was, well, it was because. Five years ago? No longer because we moved to grandma's and then we moved to, it was maybe like 10 years ago. Go ahead. Anyways, 
So we do our thing and we had toys and Mario took them to the bathroom to clean them. And so he goes to the bathroom, he's cleaning. And then he goes to the bathroom. He comes back into the room, lays down. We're (laughs) going to sleep. And we hear someone go into the bathroom. (laughs) And as soon as they go in there, Mario's like, oh, fuck. (laughs) I was like, what? He goes, I left the toys (laughs) on the counter. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no, you didn't. He goes, I swear to God, I left them in there. And I was like, you're fucking stupid. Are you kidding me right now? And he's like, I swear to God, they're on the counter. I was fucking mortified. I don't know who it was that went in there. Nobody said anything to me. Like, oh. I went in there. So nobody and confirmed it. I So I had curling irons that were also kind of like oddly shaped because they're curling wands. So I went in the bathroom and I just like emptied out the drawer onto the cabinet. And like, so if anybody said anything, I'd be like, what are you talking about? It was just my curling iron. <laughs> like, I tried to fucking, I don't know. Fuck that. It was either Mason or Samantha that went into that bathroom. And if it was Samantha. Kudos to her. You should ask her next time you see her. It was one of the two of them. Mason tells a story. I, I don't know how how true it is, but him going into like your mom's closet oh, and finding, finding a big black dildo yeah. that she was giving as like a joke gift. Yeah. And you like came out holding it. I was like, why would you touch that? <laughs> like, how do you know she didn't use it? Yeah. Like, what is your issue, dude? Yeah. I'm gonna tell a story. I know this ever gets out to my mom. I know I shouldn't. I shouldn't. No, I want. We have to know now. No, I don't want to know if it's if it's bad. I'll tell you all <laughs> Because there's people that report to my mom about some of the shit I say on here. So oh my god, I I'll don't want to look you. at your mom any kind of different way. No, it's hilarious. Okay. Damn, I wish people didn't listen to this. I know. All right, end it. I want to hear the story. Okay, goodbye.